Super Fudge by Judy Bloom. Chapter 10 Santa Who? My father signed up for 10 Chinese cooking lessons. He bought a wok, which is a big round pot, and four cookbooks. Most nights, he would sit in front of the fire, reading. When you finish writing your book, maybe you can open a Chinese restaurant, I suggested. I don't want to open a restaurant, Dad said, thumbing through the A to Z of Chinese cookery. I just mentioned that because Jimmy Fargo's father used to be an actor, and now he's a painter. So I thought maybe you were going for an advertising to writing to cooking. No, that answered. Cooking will be a hobby for me, not a profession. Oh, I said. Then I added, I like, I'd like to know what's going on, and sometimes you forget to tell me. Nothing's going on, Dad said. He flipped through a couple of pages, then turned to Mom. What do you think about making this for tomorrow night? Stir-fried chicken with green onions, mushrooms, water chestnuts, and a touch of ginger. Sounds good to me, Mom said. Cocoa and animal crackers sound good to me, Fudge said. He'd been very quiet tonight, stretched out on the floor with a pad of paper and a fat green crayon. Anyone else for cocoa and animal crackers? Mom asked, getting out of her favorite chair and yawning. Me, I called. Make it unanimous, Dad said. What's unanimous? Fudge asked. It's when everyone agrees, I explained. Everyone agrees, Fudge repeated. That's nice. I like it when everyone agrees. What are you so busy drawing? I asked. I'm not drawing. I'm writing. What are you writing? A letter to Santa. Isn't it a little early? I asked, since we're still eating leftover turkey from Thanksgiving. It's never too early, Fudge said. Where did you hear that one? I asked. From Grandma, he said. Mm, I thought so. That makes it anonymous, Fudge said. Hey, Dad, I said. I wish you would think twice before you use big words in front of him. Now he's messing up another one. Messing, 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 Fudge babbled. It must be pretty hard to write a letter when you can't even write, I said to him, chuckling. I can write. Since when? Since I was born. <laughs> Very funny. Just because you never see me write doesn't mean that I can't. Right, Dad? Good reasoning, Fudge, Dad said. Let me see that letter, I said, suddenly wondering if the kid really did know how to write. Maybe he's some kind of genius and my parents don't want me to find out because I'm just a regular kid, I thought. Maybe they already know that, he, that he's going to skip first grade and second grades. Worse yet, maybe he's going to skip all of elementary and wind up in seventh grade next year with me. Worse than that, maybe he's going to be one of those kids who goes off to college at 12. There'll be stories about him in the new magazines. And people will say to me, Hatcher, mm, that sounds familiar. Aren't you by any chance related to that child genius Fudge Hatcher? Are you? 
Oh, and I'll have to admit, yes, he's my little brother. And they'll scratch their heads and say, whoa, that's too bad that it didn't rub some on you. Then they'll laugh and walk away. I reached over and grabbed Fudge's letter. I looked at it carefully. It's just scribbling, I said, feeling relieved. It's not, Fudge said. Santa's never going to be able to read this, I told him. He'll read the important part. There's only one word that makes sense, I said. Bike. And that's the important part, Fudge told me, grabbing back his letter. I'll help you to write a real letter, I said. This is a real letter. I'll help you to write one to go along with this one, just in case Santa has trouble understanding what you want. I could see Fudge thinking over my offer. When he's thinking hard, he scrunches up his lips and looks like a monkey. Okay, he said, and he passed me the green crayon and a fresh piece of paper. I'll tell you what to say. He stood over me and began to dictate. Dear Santa, please bring me a two-wheeler bicycle. It should be red, just like Pita's. Oh, come on, I said. Be original. Ask for a blue bike or a yellow one. Red, he repeated, just like Pita's. And no training wheels. Training wheels are for babies. He paused. Go on. That's all. I'm finished. I can sign my own name. He printed Fudgy in big letters at the bottom of the page. Aren't you going to write your last name too? I asked. Nope. Suppose Santa gets it mixed up. He won't. How do you know? There aren't that many kids named Fudge. But just in case, I'll put an age after my name. That way he'll be sure. Mom came back from the kitchen carrying a tray. And we all spread out on the floor and had cocoa and cookies. I'll mail your letter tomorrow, Dad told Fudge. Do you know Santa's address? Fudge asked. Yes, Dad said. And what is it? Um, I can't remember, but I have it in my file, Dad said. And he and Mom smiled at each other. Daniel is asking for a bike, too, Fudge reported two mornings later. So we'll be able to ride to school together. If Santa brings you a bike, I reminded him. Why wouldn't he? I'm a good boy. Aren't I a good boy, Mommy? I didn't wait for my mother to answer. There are a lot of kids who can't get what they want, even if they deserve to get it. There are a lot of kids who... But why can't they get what they want? Fudge asked. Because toys and bicycles cost money, I said. So, Santa doesn't have to pay. That's not exactly how it works, I said, gumping down my milk. Then how does it work? Ask mom or dad, they'll tell you. I gathered my books and zipped up my jacket. How does it work? Fudge asked. Hurry up, Fudgy, Mom said, avoiding his question, or you'll be late for school. When I got home that afternoon, I cornered my mother. I don't think it's a good idea for you to let him go on believing in Santa. He thinks you can get whatever you want just by asking. 
He doesn't know about people who can't afford to buy presents. You should do something about that. After all, you told him where babies come from. How can a kid who knows where babies come from still believe in Santa? I don't see what one thing has to do with the other, Mum said. But I do agree that sooner or later he'll have to learn that Santa is just an idea, she sighed. But for now, he's so enthusiastic and the idea of Santa is so lovely that Daddy and I decided it can't possibly hurt. So please, get along with us for a while, Peter. And I suppose you're going to tell Tootsie all about Santa, too. I suppose so, Mum said. Well, I think it's a mistake, I said. I turned and walked away. I couldn't remember ever having believed in Santa. When I was three, I caught my parents stacking up presents under a tree. And by the time I was five, I knew exactly where to look for the presents my parents thought they had carefully hidden from me. And this year, I already knew that I'd be getting a check from Grandma and a clock radio from my parents. I heard Mom and Grandma discussing that on the phone last weekend. Sometimes I think it would be more fun to be surprised on Christmas mornings. I wish my family would try harder to keep secrets from me. That night, after Tootsie had been put to sleep, Fudge got after the rest of us to write our letters to Santa. The early bird catches the worm, he said. Who told you that, Uncle Feather? I asked, laughing. No, Mrs. Muldor, Fudge answered seriously. He handed each one of us a pencil and a piece of paper. Only three weeks to go, he said. Then he danced around singing. He's making a list and checking it twice. Gonna find out who's naughty or nice. Santa who is coming to town? Santa who? I said. Santa Claus, he laughed, clapping his hands. Get it? It's a joke. I say Santa who? Then you say Santa who? Then I say, Santa Claus, get it? Yeah, sure, I get it. Isn't that a good joke? Yeah, great. Daniel taught it to me. I'm not surprised. Fudge puts his hands on his hips. Now hurry up and write your letters to Santa, he said. Rather than argue, we wrote our letters. I knew what was coming next. Now everybody has to read their letters out loud. You first, Pita. I looked over at Mom and Dad. They nodded their heads, encouraging me. So I read my letter, feeling like a kindergarten baby for the first time in a long time. Dear Santa... Please bring me one or more of the following items. A clock radio, a remote-controlled mother airplane, a laptop computer, an MP3 player, and six CDs. Thank you very much. Sincerely, Peter W. Hatcher. And how will Santa know which six CDs? Fudge asked. He can just leave me a gift certificate. That way he won't have to waste time trying to figure that out. Oh, I didn't know Santa could leave gift certificates. Santa can leave anything he feels like leaving, I said. Fudge accepts that and said, Now you, mommy. 
When mom and dad had finished reading their letters to Santa, Fudge said, What about grandma? I'm sure she's making her list, mom said. What about Tootsie? Tootsie's too young to write to Santa, I said. Then you write for her, Fudge said, shoving another piece of paper at me. Do I have to do this? I asked. It would be nice, Peter, Mom told me. All right. Dear Santa, please bring me a teddy bear and a pool toy and um, uh, a box of Zooey back, Fudge said. And that's enough for her. She's just a baby. She doesn't know anything. Fudge was quiet for a minute. Then he said, what about Turtle? Oh, come on, this is getting ridiculous, I said, and I have homework. But he ripped another piece of paper from his pad. Dear Santa, I wrote, please bring me a rubber ball, some dog biscuits and a new collar. Yours truly, Turtle Hatcher. I folded the letter, handed it to Fudge and said, I'm not going to write one for Uncle Feather. Fudge laughed. <laughs> Uncle Feather can write his own. Daniel came over next afternoon. Did you write to Santa yet? I asked. I'm Jewish, Daniel said. I don't believe in that stuff. Oh, I thought Fudge said you had asked for a bicycle for Christmas. I celebrate Hanukkah, and I did ask for a bicycle. Who did you ask? My mother and father, who do you think? I thought maybe you had a Hanukkah fairy or something. You're really stupid, Daniel said, shoving a handful of pretzels into his mouth. Thanks, Daniel. Coming from you, that's a compliment. You're welcome, Daniel said. Then he walked away mumbling, Hanukkah fairy. Our class had a holiday party on the day before vacation with Christmas cookies and island punch. I didn't drink any of it this time, not even one cup, even though I was thirsty. No point in taking chances. We each got to pull a silly present out of a grab bag. I got a pair of red plastic lips. Mr. Bogner brought it in the spring mistletoe and asked us what we knew about it. Alex raised his hand and said, If you get caught standing under it, you might get kissed. Anything else? Mr. Bogner asked. Elaine said, if you want to get kissed, you should try standing under it. Everybody laughed. Anything else that isn't related to kissing? Mr. Bogner asked. No one answered. Well then, I think you should know that mistletoe is a plant which grows as a parasite on the trunks of trees. Birds eat the shiny white fruits called berries, but these berries are poisonous to men. Early European people used mistletoe as a ceremonial plant. That probably explains why we tend to use it at Christmas time. While he was talking, he walked to the back of the room and hung the sprig of mistletoe near the coat closet. Later, when the bell rang and I ran to get my coat, I found myself standing next to Joanne under the mistletoe. We looked at each other, then she leaned over and kissed my face, way back near my ear. As soon as she did, she turned bright red, and for a minute I thought she was going to cry, but she didn't. 
Then I gave her a kiss in the same spot. Only she moved her head at the least second and I wound up with a mouthful of her hair. On Christmas morning, Fudge woke the rest of us before six o'clock. I got it, I got it, I got it, he shrieked. A big red bicycle without training wheels. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Santa, wherever you are. We all ran downstairs to open our presents. Turtle got everything on his list and so did Tootsie, but she preferred the wrapping paper and ribbons to anything else. Besides my clock radio and a check from Grandma, I also got a surprise. A gift certificate for four CDs. At 7.30, Mom wiped up a batch of pancakes. At 10 o'clock, Dad fell asleep on the living room sofa and Mom conked out right on the floor. That night, Fudge came to my room. I was sitting up in bed, reading the instruction manual that came with my clock radio. Will you teach me to ride my bicycle? He asked. Sure, I told him, as soon as the snow melts. Daniel says he's going to learn to ride on the grass. That's crazy. If you fall off your bike in the street, you can get hurt, Fudge said. So you'll get a few scrapped knees. Scrapped knees bleed, don't they? Sometimes, I said. I don't like to bleed. Don't worry. Did you get scrapped knees when you were learning how to ride? A couple of times, I said. You don't fall that much, believe me. I believe you. He climbed up on my bed and laid back against the pillow. Santa didn't bring you everything you wanted, did he? I didn't expect him to. I would have got you a laptop, but I didn't have that much money. I didn't expect a laptop. I was just kidding around. Me too, Fudge said. What do you mean? I asked. All that Santa stuff. I put down my instruction manual and looked at him. What do you mean, all that Santa stuff? I know there's no Santa, he said. Since when do you know? Since always. You don't believe in Santa, I asked. He laughed. No, not ever. Then why? Because mommy and daddy think I believe in him. So I pretend. You pretend? You mean that all those letters and all that... He smiled at me. Aren't I a great pretender? Yeah, I said. You're the best.